No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. And for everybody watching across the interweb, good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post-game show. The Winnipeg Jets lose to the Dallas Stars tonight by a score of 3-2. to two. And the Dallas Stars, I think, if they weren't already being taken seriously, I think you have to take them seriously now. First place in the Central, looking like a really good team. Without further ado, though, I am your host, Ezra Ginsberg. And to my right is not Dave Manuke or Drew Mandel. It's legendary Winnipeg sportscaster Joe Pascucci joining us live from Toronto. Joe, thank you so much for filling in. Obviously, Drew and Dave you know, have better things to do than host the illegal post game show. So Joe, thank you so much for filling in. How are you? Uh, I'm very good, Ezzy. And you know what? I'm just going to follow your lead. You will be a Berrios. I'll try not to be Kikuchi and I'll leave okay. all the analytics up to you because I don't believe them. I believe in the eye test more than the analytics. Uh, I agree with you. And and that's a scary thing if you're taking my lead, Joe. But yeah, I, I was going to spend at least 90% of the show talking about expected goals and, and Corsi oh. and Fenwick. So I hope you're uh, up to the challenge. But, you know, Joe, heading into this game, obviously, uh, you know, one point separating these two teams. Everybody knew that, you know, this was a meeting of two of the best teams in the Central and maybe arguably, the, you know, two of the best teams in the West with apologies to the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. And it was... And you the know, Vancouver Canucks? Sure, exactly. Oh, you know, yeah. we talked about them on, on this Saturday show. Drew brought the Canucks up. I don't think a lot of people, you know, expected the Canucks to be this far ahead of the Edmonton Oilers at this point in the season. I can't get, you know, give up an opportunity to, you know, give it to the Oilers who have only won <laughs> two games this year and they lost the toilet bowl the other night to the San Jose Sharks. So, uh, yeah. you know, the Dallas Stars, we knew were a very good hockey team. And I think you'd agree it was a bit of a chess match, a little bit of a, a slow start. You had that Cole Perfetti chance where he rang it off the iron in the first period, but yeah. you know, it was a fairly even first period. And then, you know, clearly the stars took over in the second period, uh, scoring three goals to the Jets, one uh, led by Matt Duchesne, Wyatt Johnston. I mean, what were your kind of overall thoughts uh, about this game? Because clearly, I mean, this stars team, as we mentioned earlier, I mean, this is a legitimate Stanley Cup contender again this year. Yeah, I almost uh, I disagree with you. One thing, I didn't think that there was an even game in the first period. I thought that the Stars dominated. I saw that was kind of like three different games. The first part of that uh, first period, the Stars really did dominate. They seemed to control everything. The Jets did have their their chances, but the the Stars just seemed to be more disciplined. Uh, uh, you know, I mean, they got the puck out of their zone. I don't think without any stress you know, in that first period, they just easily got it out. And the Jets, it, it was a struggle for them in the first 10 minutes. They did have some great chances in that first period. Uh, Wedgwood, uh, you know, let out some real juicy rebounds in the first period. He got that under control later in the game. But in the first period, if the Jets had had some players in position, they would have uh, easily potted in uh, a couple of goals in the first. And Perfetti's goal in the second came off a big rebound from 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 Wedgwood, so you know in the second period, as you're right, the, the Stars just took over, and uh, unfortunately, some uncharacteristic mistakes for this season uh, by Mark Shifley. I mean, you know, he's played really well. This wasn't one of his better defensive games. He got it 
back in the third period. And then the third period, you know, after that first power play by uh, Dallas that the Jets killed off, um, the Jets seemed to control the rest of the game, you know, and I thought they had some great chances, but uh, Wedgwood wasn't letting out any big rebounds anymore. And, uh, you know, the one goal that they did get on him, great shot by Brendan Dillon from the point. Thanks to Tyler Sagan for providing the screen. I was going to say there was some pretty good traffic in front there. I think Brendan Dillon himself was surprised that that went that puck went in because I think it was uh, was not Alex Iafallo who was in front of the net as well, providing some traffic, right? Yeah, so, but it was I think it was Sagan who was the actual one doing the screening. I think uh, Iafallo right. had been pushed off to the side, but Sagan I think was the guy in front. And, uh, you know, it went in. Beautiful shot. I've seen Morrissey score a number of those goals in the past, right? Yeah. So, uh, I, you know, that – and then the Jets, I mean, they had their chances to score and, and, you know, and get that tying goal. But, you know, they didn't get it. But, you know, all in all, a good game, you know, a good game by the Jets. I mean, it's early in the season. I, I, I would disagree. I don't know if yet they're, you can say they're one of the top teams in, in the Western division. I think they're going to get there, but I don't think right now that they are one of the top teams. Well, I think you would agree though on this though, Joe, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are a top team in the West division and the favorite, uh, that game starts in, in less than an hour. Of course, <laughs> that game uh, on TSN. Yeah. Uh, and obviously we're going to be pulling for the Bombers. So we're going to try to keep a post game show to around an hour. You know, sometimes we go yeah. a little bit over an hour and we do 70 minutes or so. But I think we know that a lot of people are going to be wanting to tune into that Bombers Lions game coming up uh, in about an hour, a little yeah. bit less. Than an hour. Well, especially so, what's what's happening in the Eastern final with the Argos, uh, you know, about to lose the sixteen and two Argos pulling off a nineteen eighty nine Edmonton Eskimos repeat. Unbelievable. So, and it, you know, and if the Bombers are fortunate enough to get past, you know, the BC Lions today, I don't. They've never played Montreal in the Grey Cup. No. And this would be so that would mean that the Bombers have played every other CFL team in the Grey Cup. They'd be the only team that's ever done that. Unbelievable! Obviously, going for their first, pardon me, third Grey Cup yeah. in in four years. And I'm not sure if it was reported if uh, Nick Dembski is going to be playing. I know he was a game time decision. That would obviously be huge. We were talking to Teddy Wyman of the Winnipeg Sun on this morning show. He thought Nick Dembski was going to play. So yeah. obviously, that that gives the the Bombers a great option on the ground and. And in the air, right, Joe? And, you know, I wanted to go back to, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, the goaltending earlier, Scott Wedgwood. That was a surprise. I think most people thought that it was going to be Jake Ottinger, right? Because I, I believe right. that was only Wedgwood's fourth start of the season or third start of the season. Jake Ottinger is obviously having an incredible year, but Wedgwood entered this game with a 9-11 save percentage, right? So it's not like Wedgwood, and Wedgwood has been in the NHL for, quite a while mm -hmm. he's a veteran nhl backup uh he was with the devils before he's been with a few teams but he was really impressive to me right like he wasn't he didn't steal the game but you know joe you mentioned some chances in the third period off of faceoff. connor got it to mark shifley he had a really good quick release shot wedgwood yeah. had to make the glove save and then even kyle connor's chance you know with five seconds left in the game you know wedgwood had to you know come right to left and and he made a save so i thought he was really impressive considering that we thought it was going to be ottinger well i mean then the stars are playing the wild tomorrow and i heard one of the other pre-game shows uh today and they're talking about whether this was a a statement game or not for the winnipeg jets i i would say it's not a statement game it's more of a measuring stick game yep right that's you know and i think they measure up not too bad but if, i think for the 
for the Dallas Stars, obviously they have more concern about tomorrow's game in Minnesota than they did about today's game against the Jets. And I think that's why Ottinger is, was being saved for tomorrow afternoon. So, you know, the Jets are getting going to get their respect as the season goes along. But right now, they, they still have to earn it. And, sure. You know, and, and they, they put up a good performance today. I would agree with you, Joe. And, and when you think about, you know, they've lost already twice to the Vegas Golden Knights, right? And they've lost to the Dallas Stars. But they've, they've as Drew mentioned, I, I you know, I hate to steal a Mandelism, but you know the Jets have been beating the teams they should beat this year, right? Like most recently, Nashville, St. Louis, Arizona. Uh, this is their first loss in, in division this year. The Jets are one in four now in the Central Division, and we want to welcome everybody to the Illegal Curve postgame show presented by Betway. Ezra Ginsburg here, your host. Weird to say that because I'm rarely ever the host. It's usually Drew or Dave, but I'm Glad to be joined by legendary Winnipeg sports broadcaster Joe Pascucci joining us from Toronto. He's got the great vintage Jets jersey. And Joe mentioned to me prior to us going live that that was actually a specialty Moose 1.0 jersey. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was from the, I think that is the WHA uh, Jets logo, if I'm not mistaken. Or it's the, a, yeah, the 1972 uh, Jets logo. When yeah, the, so I, I remember the seeing that jersey because my dad growing up, all he talked about was how good the uh, Hill, Hill, the, the Bobby Hull uh, Hedberg Nielsen line was so it was a it was a treat for me um, when I was I guess late 20s I'm 41 now so over 10 years ago we got to meet those three uh, together and and we got their autograph and everything like that but uh, so I love that Jets jersey uh, and so we're going to get into the Betway game recap here shortly wanted to also just get your take on um, you know the the size of the Stars team like it was mentioned on the broadcast that this is the third or fourth oldest team in the league. I don't know if they're the biggest team, but when you look at uh, Thomas Harley, we'll get into that goal, as I mentioned in the Betway game recap. Um, but, you know, Hockenpah, uh, Jamie, Ben, mm -hmm. uh, you know, like it's it's a big team. And and yeah. we talked about how much skill there is, but that's another thing that, that stood out to me in this game. It wasn't the most physical game. Like last game uh, against the Predators, you know, Adam Lowry had to drop the gloves twice in the first <laughs> period. So it wasn't like it wasn't like the stars were, you know, it wasn't Scott Stevens all over the ice. But that's another thing that stood out to me that, you know, kind of reminds you of the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, big defense, Miro Heiskanen, um, Essa Lindell. Like it seemed like every single defenseman tonight was six foot three, six foot four for the stars. Yeah, and I, and I thought the Jets had trouble getting to the front of the net. I mean, uh, there was that sequence late in the, the third period where uh, uh, suitors just keeping Shifley away. Right. And Shifley just can't get away, just can't get around him, just can't get through him and, you know, and gets knocked down to the ice. He's looking for a penalty. I mean, the the, the Stars did a very good job keeping the Jets away uh, from the front of the net and, you know, maybe taking advantage of those juicy rebounds that Wedgwood was giving up in the first period. Yeah, I would agree with that. Joe, let's get into the Betway game recap and then we'll go over the five goals that were scored tonight. I got to pull up my banner here for the uh, illegal curve. Uh, Betway post-game recap. Hold on. See, I'm not used to doing this. The Betway game recap. There we go. Got it. Betway game recap, of course, mm -hmm. brought to you by Betway, the title sponsor of the Illegal Curve post-game show. Betway is your number one destination for online sports betting. Download the Betway sports app today. Must be 19 years of age to play. Please play responsibly. So we want to get into the Betway game recap and all the goals right now. 
We talked about it. There are no goals in the first period. There were a couple of good scoring chances, but I think you'd agree that, you know, it was a little bit on the uh, low event side. I know that's a cliche that you hear a lot in, in hockey these days, but um, the first goal that scored obviously, you know, comes, uh, you know, in, in a bit of a, bit of a, a kind of a weird situation. The Jets are, are scramble, scrambling a little bit uh, yeah. in their own zone here. And, and obviously, you know, the goal comes early. What was it? A couple minutes uh, into the yeah. first, pardon me, into the second period. And the Jets uh, are just coming off a power play. Right. And uh, yes. it was at the end of a and the power play was over. And you're right. They were there. They seem to be scrambling around at that point. Yeah. And we mentioned uh, Thomas Harley earlier, uh, just getting the highlight up on my screen here. Thomas Harley scores the goal. But, you know, maybe, Joe, you take over here. But Thomas Harley was uh, uh, left alone uh, in front of the net. And uh, it was just, uh, you know, a, a kind of yeah. uh, uh, he kind of got well, lost in the play. I think it was was it Jason Robertson who had the scoring chance. Uh, uh, earlier um and then uh, thomas harley was just yeah. left alone and he had all types of time and he buried it past connor hellebuck yeah i mean and the play was uh the the the, the play that led up to the goal was that came at the blue line there where i follow and shifley just skated by the puck or the puck missed they couldn't clear it both of them and you know and then so the jets were now all of a sudden outnumbered in their own zone the players are going the wrong way and, you know, then Hartley's right in front and uh, there's the goal and no chance, I don't think, for uh, for Hellebuck at, on that one. I don't think, uh, you know, looking if we look ahead, I don't think uh, Hellebuck had a chance on any of the goals today. So that was just a mistake uh, on the Jets part there. You know, defensively, they kind of broke down way too often in that in that second period. And that was just the beginning of it. Yeah. And, and you mentioned, you know, the the breakdown in the defensive zone and. You know, I mean, Dallas, we know, I mean, they're a very good offensive team, a very good defensive team. It was Ryan Suter, pardon me, that got the puck over um, to uh, Thomas Hartley on on the first Stars goal there. Sorry, I was uh, struggling. I'm trying to, you know, do all my hosting stuff behind the yeah. scenes here. And then I got the, the uh, goal up on the NHL.com replay here. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it was a little bit scrambly from the Jets. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you know, the Stars came out really hard, as you mentioned, you thought the the stars were the better team. I will I won't disagree with you, uh, Joe, on that one. I mean, whether you give them a slight edge or not, um, you know, the stars had the the better scoring chances through the first couple of periods, especially in the second. Yes. Um, and obviously, um, you know, Thomas Harley, a, a, a young defenseman, he's a first round pick. He's a guy that spent most of last year in the American Hockey League. Dave M would have watched him more because, of course, Texas is in the Manitoba Moose Division. Um, but Miro Heiskanen. Uh, Ryan Suter, like you hear about these guys a lot more, but Thomas Harley, uh, you, you forget first round pick and mm -hmm. big, big guy. So he's a big part of the star's future. Uh, so I thought that was a, you know, look, it wasn't, it wasn't a pretty goal, but it was a hardworking goal from Dallas created um, by Jason Robertson and some others crashing the net in front of uh, Connor Hellebuck there. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, we'll get into this next goal and, I think that's one that you were referring to, Joe, with uh, Cole Perfetti coughing up the puck there um, to Wyatt Johnston, and and obviously Wyatt Johnston, another first round pick, a guy yeah. that you know had a breakout year last year. I believe this is his third year, uh, maybe maybe second year because he's only twenty years old. Uh, but Wyatt Johnston, a really good player uh, in the Ontario Hockey League, I think he had one hundred and twenty points or something like that uh, one season for Windsor, if I'm not mistaken. I know that Perfetti played for Saginaw, but. Uh, 
yeah, what did you see on this goal aside I, from obviously the the bad turnover? Because I mean, this is a a beautiful yeah. shot. Wyatt Johnston short side on Hellebuck. Yeah, I, I just the, that whole Jets power play seemed to be a mess, you know. And then you know the Stars got the puck into the Jet zone. And the puck came along the 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 boards to Perfetti, and instead of taking it out, he brought it back in, you know, inside the Jet zone, and then. You know, there was a chance there for Mark Shifley. I don't want to pick on Mark Shifley. He's had a great season. <laughs> okay. He's played a hell of a lot better defensively this year. But, okay, that one, he did a flyby. He Absolutely. Fly that was he a flyby. A fly yeah. And um, that just, <laughs> a direct pass to the net, right? That was just a direct pass to the net after that. And it's 2 nothing for Dallas. So, you know. Perfetti makes the mistake bringing the puck back into the jet zone and Mark Shifley makes the mistake by just, you know, I don't know if he even tried to use the stick. He just did a flyby. Yeah. I, 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 you know, I, there was, there were for, for sure two mistakes on, on that play. And, and I think they were almost both equally as bad, right? Because as yeah. you mentioned, Perfetti brings the puck instead of, you know, moving the puck or maybe just, you know, passing it off the boards, he brings the puck back in. So, he, you know, Wyatt Johnston, good on him. He turns the puck over but also Shifley's got to get a body in front of Johnston or he's got to get a stick or as you say, something, do something <laughs> Yeah, instead of just turning up the ice, thinking that Perfetti's going to get the puck. And then Wyatt Johnson goes in and he's obviously, you know, it's a, I don't know if you want to call it a breakaway, but there's nobody left behind. Uh, it's only Connor Hellebuck who's left and it's yeah. a nice short side shot. Fortunately, we're going to get into, uh, you know, Perfetti makes it two one uh, and, and, and cuts the deficit. So he makes up for that, but, Clearly, I mean, that that was one of those plays where, you yeah. know, the coaching staff is going to say, you know, you got to be better at and managing that situation down one nothing against the Stars team who we talked about. They're, I think, the fourth or fifth best defensive team in the league when it comes to goals against. Mm -hmm. and You know, you're not going to score four or five goals on the on the Stars on most nights. So, yeah, that was just a bad turnover and, and a bad decision by Shifley. And I agree with you, Joe. Like, I think, you know, Shifley has taken a lot of criticism uh, over the years for his defensive play. And obviously he's known for being an offensive player, but I think you got to give him credit, you know, early on this season, he has looked like a better defensive player. Yeah. I don't think anybody's going to call him Guy Carboneau, you know, <laughs> yet, but, but I think that, you know, Shifley, you have to give him, you know, his, his credit um, when he's playing the best hockey of his career, arguably right now. Uh, but yeah, on that particular play, I agree with you. You know, these first two goals, you can't fault Hellebuck at all. I mean, that's just a nice shot by Wyatt Johnston, but, that's definitely an egregious turnover getting into the next goal. And, and yeah. clearly, I mean, this is, you know, this is kind of a pretty simple goal. It's a, you know, Nick Ehler shot Cole Perfetti rebound. I love the work that Vlad Nemesnikov does on this, this goal. He just hangs on to it. And it seems like he drew everyone's attention, you know, on the Dallas. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people forgot that, you know, Cole Perfetti was streaking. So nice pass by Ehlers, but I love the, the, the work that Nemesnikov does you know, bringing yeah. the into the star zone and just holding on to it long enough, getting it to getting it over to Nick Ehlers. Yeah. And, the, and there was the, the key to, and to mention that there was the rebound and there was somebody there to put it in. Right. And where that didn't happen in the first period when Wedgwood was coughing up those juicy rebounds, there was nobody there for the jets to put it in on this occasion. Perfetti was there. Uh, Wedgwood was able to actually get a stick on it a little bit, Right. But uh, it went into the it went in. So that's good on the Jets, you know, to come back and, you know, and get that goal, turn the momentum somewhat around. And uh, I thought Ehlers had a really strong game 
today. You know, I was kind of hoping that they would play him more because sure. he seemed to be, you know, causing Dallas, you know, some fits by bringing the puck up the ice, gaining the zone, uh, you know, and, and some of his shots, creating some opportunities. So I thought, I thought Ehlers had a strong game. I know he's, he's not had the season that he would like, but uh, this, was a, this was a good one, in my opinion, from him. Absolutely. I, I would agree with you. And and that's something we talked about on this morning's show. You know, the, the, the Shifley line and the Lowry line, they've been driving the bus offensively for most of the season. And and not that, you know, Perfetti, I think he's on a four or five game uh, point streak. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. I mean, I thought that line was was their best line. I'd have to check natural statric to see if, you know, the possession <laughs> numbers, uh, you know, back that up. But certainly the eye test. The eye test. I love that, the eye test. Oh, the eye test. I mean, that it, it used to only be the eye test before yes. the world of, of analytics, right? But um, I agree with that. And, you know, that's just, uh, you know, a goal scorer's goal, right? Like Perfetti knowing where to be, going to the net. Yeah. And I think Ehlers very well knew that he was going to get that rebound. I mean, I don't think Ehlers uh, was expecting to score on that shot. So really nice goal. And so then the Jets are only down one goal and we're, you know, around the kind of midway point of the game with midway point of the second period. Yeah. And then what happens, uh, Rasmus Cooper, or, or sorry, was it Rasmus Cooper? No, it was, it was uh, Brendan Dillon. Dillon. Brendan Dillon. Dillon. Yeah. It was Brendan Dillon tripping his former teammate, Jamie Ben, because of yeah. course Dillon used to play for the Dallas stars, used to play for the San Jose sharks as well. Um, and you know, you're thinking to yourself, the jets are only down a goal, even though they've been pretty badly outplayed uh, by the stars in the second period. Um, and then, you know, the, the power play comes up for the stars and I'm sure, you know, you were checking this as well, uh, Joe, that, you know, the Dallas stars heading into this game had the 29th ranked power play. The jets, mm-hmm. I thought did a pretty good job too. Well, they did. Yeah, they were very close to killing this penalty off. Um, and then late in the period, pardon me, late in the, in the power play, um, you know, Matt Duchesne ends up getting the goal here and, you know, similar yeah. to, I think, you know, the, the first goal that we talked about, the goal that was scored by Thomas Harley, um, you know, this was just a little bit of soft defensive coverage. Matt Duchesne doesn't get picked up. Um, I believe it was Nate Schmidt was the defenseman. It was Dylan DeMello and Nate Schmidt who were on the back end for the Jets. Um, and I, I'd like to get your take on it, but that's kind of what I saw. Yeah. I just saw, you know, Matt Duchesne was a little bit uh, open and, you know, Nate Schmidt was kind of in no man's land there in front of the net. And he just, Nate Schmidt well, and did, just doesn't, he doesn't get picked up. And it's kind of an easy goal for, for Matt I, Duchesne. I would say he was a lot open, <laughs> not a little, yeah. a lot. But I think the play was made behind the net uh, there yeah. with uh, Dadenoff and Johnston, right? It was, I think yeah. Johnston or Dadenoff, which w- one of the two was behind the net, uh, made the pass uh, to the other who went behind the net and then passed it out in front. So I think it it caught the Jets uh, defensively, you know, going in maybe opposite directions. And then he just slipped it right out in front to Duchesne, who was right in tight and then just, yeah. you know, put it top corner glove side. So another one, as we said, that Hellebuck really had no chance on. Yeah. And, and I would agree with you. Like, you know, Dadanov makes a nice play there and you know, the jets are in good position. That's the thing. Like yeah. they're in good position, but they're just not moving. I guess that would be <laughs> the the way, the best way to describe it. Cause it was David Gustafson who, who was in the middle there. Um, but it's one of those situations where you have to just be a little bit tighter, uh, especially when you have a, a sniper like Duchesne, like prior to this game, the game against Columbus, uh, Duchesne had three points. So that's what we're talking about, right? Like Jason Robertson, Rupe Hintz, Tyler Sagan, uh, Wyatt Johnston, I think you got to throw in there. Uh, and then Matt Duchesne, like this Stars team is deep. I, I actually forgot that Craig Smith 
was on this team. He's a pretty good player. Yeah. Um, and, you know, he's on the fourth line right now for the Stars. So I, I think you got to give, you know, Jim Nil a lot of credit here for, you know, strengthening the Stars team. Like this Stars team, people forget, they were in the West Final last year. And, you know, they have Stanley Cup aspirations. So uh, it's unfortunate that goal came with, I think, one second left on the, on the power play. So the Stars will take that one because we, as yeah. we talked about, their power play was 9% uh, headed into this game. And then obviously, you know, the the Jets, uh, you know, they they played, I think, pretty well to start the third period. You were wondering when the pushback was going to come. Um, and, and it did come. And I thought the Shifley line got much better as this game progressed, they were pretty quiet through the first two periods, Joe. I think you would agree. Yes. It was really yeah. the Nemestikov Ehlers Perfetti line that was driving the bus. The Lowry line was pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, but you can't necessarily expect that line to score every game. So I think right Why now. Not? Why not, Ezzy? Why can't they score every game? <laughs> well, Why they, not? Have been, they have been on, on most nights. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think if you look at, you know, you were joking earlier, Joe, about the analytics. Um, I mean, analytically at even strength, um, I think, you know, that line was maybe the second or third best line in the entire league, uh, a couple of games ago, at least. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's, I guess not, uh, Comet is saying that he wants your Jersey, by the way, Joe. So I'm not sure <laughs> if you're going to give that one up. Uh, you were telling me earlier, it's Tyler Moss on the back. If you remember yeah. him, he played for the moose around, uh, 2002, 2003. So, uh, I don't yeah. think Comet, you're going to be getting that Jersey. I mean, you can, you can message Joe on, on Twitter. You should be following Joe on Twitter. If you're not, by the way, he's got one of the best Twitter accounts. Uh, he pulls out the best video clips of the jets and the bombers. We call you the, the sports historian, right, Joe? Because <laughs> I mean, there's nobody better that knows the jets, uh, from their infancy in the WHA and then 1.0, obviously. And then now 2.0, but, uh, yeah, I don't think you're going to be getting that Jersey Comet, but you can, you know, you can keep wishing if you want. You can try. <laughs> yeah, you can try. Yeah. Well, uh, I asked. I asked Joe for that jersey too before we went live, and he said no. Yeah. So, well, the story is, the the Moose were going to wear these jerseys on one of those retro nights, and Tyler Moss was going to be the goalie, but he, then he got called up, I guess, by Edmonton, and so never got to wear it. Never came back to the Moose, and so uh, I had done some videos for the Moose. And uh, that was sort of my compensation for the videos that I did for this retro night. I think that's pretty good compensation. I mean, I love, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm, I'm someone who loves the, the vintage jets, whether that's the WHA jets or the, uh, I, I guess the early 1.0 jets or the, you know, Solani era jets mm -hmm. with that logo, any old jets logo, Joe is, <laughs> is, is good for me. So yeah. I love that heritage classic Jersey, but we're going to get into the Jets' second goal here that made it 3-2, and that means we're going to have to give out the Seagram's shot of the game. The Seagram's shot of the game. The Seagram's shot of the game is obviously brought to you by our friends at Seagram's. Seagram's purchase Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey. I know, Joe, that that's your favorite <laughs> Fireball Cinnamon Whiskey available at all Manitoba liquor marts in all sizes. I personally like a big bottle. I like the 1.1 1. 1 liter, 1. 1 liter bottle, uh, <laughs> but uh, make sure you drink responsibly. But yes, Seagram's Fireball Whiskey, proud sponsor of the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. We are going to give the Seagram shot of the game to Brendan Dillon, Mr possibly rocket richard i'm not sure what 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 is going on with brendan Dillon, but that is now his fourth goal of the year and you know we talked about it a little bit before we went live here i mean 
Now, there's definitely some traffic in front of Scott Wedgwood on this goal. Uh, and it's, as you mentioned, Joe, it's not necessarily Winnipeg Jets traffic that maybe screened Wedgwood on this goal. No, I'm I'm pretty sure it was Tyler Sagan. I was trying to, uh, you know, watch it here. I'm, I'm unable to go back and watch the replays, you know, after the goal and they show the replays. But I think it was Tyler Sagan that had cleared out Ayafalo and and he was the one that was blocking Wedgwood's vision. And just a great shot from uh, Dylan. I mean, you know, I've seen Josh Morrissey float those ones in from the from the point in the past. And he just followed suit and found that top corner. And the Jets were right back in it. I mean, I thought after the early uh, penalty kill by the Jets in that third period, they they controlled the rest of the game, you know. And you know, I I was kind of feeling after they got that second one that there was going to be a third goal. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think you know we talked about Mark with about five minutes left. Mark Shifley had a really good scoring chance where Wedgwood made the glove save uh, off of a faceoff. Uh, and the Jets had some good pressure. They didn't pull Hellebuck till I think, uh, you know, there was about 80 left. seconds left, a minute yeah. 20. I was a little bit surprised by that because, you know, nowadays you, you see, you know, coaches pulling their goalie with three minutes left, three and a half minutes left. So obviously, you know, maybe that's the a sign of how much the Jets coaching staff respects the Dallas Stars <laughs> because this Dallas Stars team is, yeah. you know, I don't want to say they're the best defensive team. I, I, I think that might be too bold of a proclamation. Uh, you know, you've got teams like Carolina and Vegas who are very good defensively as well. Uh, but I mean, they are, I think, you know, you I think disciplined is the word you might be looking for. Sure. And, and they're disciplined. And, you know, th that's to me where the veteran experience comes in, right? Like they mentioned right. on the, the broadcast, Brendan Dillon, it's his birthday in a couple of days. So I believe he's turning, it's either 33 or 34. So hopefully, uh, or he was hoping to get, I should say, you know, an early birthday present with the Jets win here. He yeah. did get a goal, so that was a nice early birthday present. But, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys like, you know, whether you want to look at Ryan Suter on the back end, whether you want to look at Joe Pavelski, uh, 39 years old. I mentioned on this Saturday morning show, I thought, you know, I, I think that Joe Pavelski is a future Hall of Famer. I mean, you might you might uh, um, not agree with that in the chat. I, I, Joe is, uh, you know, nodding, so I think Joe agrees with me. I mean, it's just to me like longevity. Like, it's it's one thing to be playing at 39 years old, but he is excelling at 39 years old. Like he's putting up good offensive numbers. So I think, you know, with Pavelski and Ryan Suter, Jamie Ben, yeah. uh, Tyler Sagan, there's a lot of good veteran players on this team. Um, but I, I mean, look, at, I think this was a close game and there was a good pushback from the Jets in the third period, but they just ran out of time. And I think you got to tip your hat to the stars. I mean, it was that second period where they did all of their damage uh, and then they hung on for the lead and, you know, Scott Wedgwood didn't need to steal this game, but he was certainly, you know, very good considering that, you know, he's not, he's, he's definitely doesn't have the same resume as Jake Ottinger. Yeah. And I think, you know, you want to break it. It was a specialty teams game. That's what cost the jets, right? Then power play goal, shorthanded goal that Dallas got and the jets didn't get either of those. So I think, you know, that might, you know, you could say that could have been the difference in the game, but, uh, you know, I see this Jets team as one that's, you know, growing game by game. And, you know, and I thought that was an impressive to me because usually a, this, a Jets team in the past few seasons would kind of fold after. A I would agree with that. Like that, that, that happened. Yeah. I mean, earlier this season when they folded against L.A., they had a really good first period. Really bad second period, and LA just took over took over the game after that, and there was no pushback from the Jets. But there was a pushback 
in this game in that third period. So I see that as a positive side, a sign uh, from this team. And they had their chances. They had more than enough chances. Ehlers shot went off uh, the shoulder of Wedgwood. Uh, Nino had a shot, uh, but that had a good scoring chance. But this time there was no big rebound. And you mentioned about the, the Shifley shot. I thought he kind of fanned on it, or maybe the, uh, there was a stick that got in on his stick because it didn't seem that it came. The puck didn't really come zinging off his stick like you would expect. I would agree with you. Like, I think you make a lot of good points there about the pushback and, and, you know, look at, we, we talked about how good the Dallas stars are defensively, like, you know, fourth or fifth in the NHL in terms of goals against. So they're not an easy team once they get the lead. And I believe the jets have not won a game this year when they're losing after two periods, mind you, we're only 14 games into the season. (laughs) Uh, but still, I mean, that's not a, a statistic that you would like. It's, I mean, that also would tell you that the Jets have been leading a lot after two periods, if you want to look at it like that, right, Joe? But Yeah, well, um, that's true. And, and the second period is is has been their best. Uh, I heard on the during the telecast, they were talking about the Jets' second period has been their best, which in the past, it's always been their worst period, you know, when they have the long change. And so there's another sign of, you know, sort of somewhat some maturity and some growth by this Jets team. But in the second period, they just got out of sorts defensively and they and it cost them, you know, and, and again, and like you don't want to pick I mean, on Mark Shifley, but he was prominent on those two goals by by Dallas. Sure, I would agree with that one. And we talked about the why Johnston was the second Dallas goal. And we talked about the, the third goal scored by Matt Duchesne. Uh, with one second left in in the power play but i mean yeah i mean look that's all it takes right like it's a cliche and you hear this all the time when you're talking about the upper echelon teams like dallas or or vegas uh you know we mentioned colorado who the jets obviously haven't faced yet uh but man i i still go back to what i was telling you before joe like I, i i think this would be a fantastic playoff series if the jets and stars met in the first round or the second round I just think these two teams are so evenly matched. And yes, you could give the Stars the advantage uh, when it comes to forward depth. I I don't know how much of an advantage you would give them. Uh, I would probably give them a bigger advantage when it comes to their top six defensemen. I think you would agree. Like Miro Haskinen, is this not a guy, Mm -hmm. you know, who could win a Norris trophy one day? Like third overall pick in 2017. I think if you redid that draft, I don't know if you're necessarily (laughs) taking him over Nico Hischier. Uh, And obviously Nolan Patrick has had a lot of injury issues, but man Miro Haskin and he's a guy that can play 20 to 25 minutes a night and in all situations and, yeah. and man, make it look effortless with effortless There's absolutely yes absolutely I really like his game so I, I think you know this was you know as advertised it was a close game um and and as you mentioned the second period uh was clearly in the in the stars favor but that's what you like to see I mean you want to see that pushback when you're down two goals um you know oftentimes last year especially uh, you know, in the fifth game against the Vegas Golden Knights in the first <laughs> round. I mean, there wasn't much of a pushback. So, yes, I, I think you're not always going to look for moral victories, but I think in this yeah. case, early on in the season, I mean, look, at they're, they're going to play the Stars another three times this year. I mean, they're going to get their chance to get their revenge uh, on the Stars, but you, you just have to you know tip your hat sometimes to a good hockey team, and that's what I tweeted out. I mean, yeah. the Dell Stars are just a good... get too ahead of myself because we're only one month into the season but would anybody be that surprised with jake ottinger and net if this team went you know to all the way to the stanley cup final i really do think this team is that good oh well i still think that you know colorado and vegas 
You know, sure. they have they have at least they have cup experience in terms of winning the cup in the past, you know, two seasons. So um they're they're good. I I may, I would give them number three in the division, sure, and the conference. You know, I put Vegas one, Colorado still number two in my eyes, even though Dallas, I still like Colorado and Dallas number three, you know, with, with right now Vancouver four and maybe the Jets fifth. Okay. No, I know. Fair enough. I mean, I feel like we all have our rankings, right? I, like, I think yeah. Drew and Dave, if they were on the show, they would have their rankings. It's tough to argue against Colorado and Vegas right at the top, right? Like I realize yeah. everybody points to, you know, the avalanche depth not being as good as it was a couple of years ago when they won the cup. Uh, but look at Tampa Bay. Like Tampa Bay is still in a, in a playoff spot uh, without their number one goalie. And mm -hmm. since they won the back-to-back -back cups, like how many players have they lost? They lost their entire third line, right? Like so yeah. uh, Blake Coleman, Yanni Gord, I'm forgetting the other guy that was on Barclay Goodrow maybe. Was he the other guy on that third line? So, I mean, the, the Lightning have lost a lot of players yeah. over the last three or four years, and they're still a competitive team. I mean, when you've got yeah. Kucherov, Point, and Hedman, and then Vasilevsky and Net, I think you're always going to be dangerous. But I agree with you. But, I mean, I, I think there's a point to be made that the Jets are still just a, a, a touch or an inch below the upper echelon teams in the West. Yeah. And, and don't get into Tampa for Don't forget Isamon. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. <laughs> don't I mean, forget uh, him because I was I was really upset last year when when he was picked up by San Jose. You know, I was I was a big Michael Asimot fan. Well, because he was the, you know, the quote unquote, you know, energy firebug, right? Like he was the guy that like the brand antenna of 2.0, if you want. Uh, yeah. as, there were a, I don't know if you were more upset than Dave Manouk because Dave <laughs> Manouk, I mean, he he was a big Asimont fan as well, uh, watching him play a little bit with the Moose as well. But yeah, I think there's a lot of Jets fans that weren't happy to lose Asimont last year. And I think Jonathan Kovacevic was another guy that a lot of Jets fans weren't that happy that the Jets lost on, on waivers, but it happens, right? Yeah. We're going to head to commercial break, Joe. When we come back, we're going to give away a tough duck toque for the hardest hitting comment. There's been lots of good comments. Uh, we're going to touch on some of the comments that were coming out of the Jets dressing room. They're starting to, to filter out a little bit. So stick around. The Blue Bombers game, I think, is starting in about Couple 10 minutes. or 15 minutes, maybe less, yeah. maybe two or three minutes. So we're going to try to wrap up the post-game show here in the next 15 to 20 minutes. So everybody's going to turn it, tune into the Blue Bombers BC Lions game. So stick around. We will be right back on the Illegal Curve post game show. Keeping Winnipeg laughing for over 30 years. Rumors, Canada's longest running comedy club, bringing you the biggest laughs from the best comedians on the planet Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the greats, and all the up and comers, too. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at rumorscomedyclub.com. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. 
Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at rollies.com. Hey, Drew. Ezzy, whoa, what a smile. Yeah, I got my crowns done at Linden Market Dental Center, and they whiten my teeth. I see. They're so bright that every time I smile, they go... We have hockey tonight. Do you have a mouth guard to protect those pearly whites? I sure do. Whoa, they even ting through the mouth guard. Linden Market Dental Center covers all your dental needs, from restorative to cosmetic dentistry, and will fit you with a sports guard for that active lifestyle. 877 Waverly. See LindenMarketDental.com. Boston Pizza harnessed fanalytics to test if the game is better at home or at Boston Pizza. The results are irrefutable. Catch the game at Boston Pizza, powered by Fanalytics. So you're a pizza person, you married a wing person, but somehow your kids are salad people. You can't pick your fam, but you can pick your BP meal deal. Starting from $18.99 for takeout or delivery at bostonpizza.com. We did it again! You're on fire, man. There's power in a handshake. After a great game or great deal. It shows professionalism and respect. Two qualities Zapia Group Realty take pride in. You don't build a business where 95% of your clients are referred by others without honesty, integrity, and total dedication to client satisfaction. To sell your home for more in less time, shake hands with Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Get started at zapiagroup.com. Are you dreaming of your very own backyard rink this winter but dreading the work involved? Well, stress no longer because the Rink Guys are here to make it happen. The Rink Guys are Winnipeg's first outdoor skating rink installation and rink maintenance service. The Rink Guys offer free site evaluations and different rink construction options. Plus, they use a custom-sized liner to prevent any damage to your lawn. Lighting packages are also available to help illuminate your rink during those long, dark winter nights. To get your rink started today, visit therinkguys.com. Welcome back to the Illegal Curve post-game show. Ezra Ginsberg, your host, and I'm joined by legendary Winnipeg sports broadcaster Joe Pascucci from Toronto, filling in for Dave Manuk and Drew Mandel. 3-2, the Dallas Stars defeat the Winnipeg Jets. The Stars now move three points ahead of the Winnipeg Jets in the Central Division, so Obviously not the result the Jets wanted. They were hoping to get that extra point in the third period, but I think we have to give a lot of credit to this Dallas Stars team. We already have, we're about 40 minutes into the show here. I think the Bombers game may have just started, so hopefully, you know, people are, uh, you know, maybe they've got one eye on the Bombers game and then they've got the other eye on on Joe and I right now. Uh, so, uh, you know, just continuing that kind of idea uh, that we were talking about earlier uh, about the Jets and the Stars, the special teams, as you mentioned earlier, Joe. Um, but I think ultimately you can say that this game just kind of fell apart a little bit for the Jets in the second period. They went down a couple of goals, um, and then they weren't able to, you know, get the the extra one. Brendan Dillon makes it interesting. A uh, couple of good scoring chances uh, in the first, pardon me, in the third period coming from Kyle Connor and Mark Shifley. But at the end of the day, we talked about it. I mean, the season's early. The Jets are going to get a crack at the Stars three more times this year, yeah. and I'm sure a lot of these games are going to be one goal games. Yeah. You know, besides the second period, as we've, as we've mentioned uh, numerous times, you know, it was not a bad game for the team. Right. So, you know, you can't win them all. 
You'd like to, but you can't win them all. As long as you can see some, you know, signs of progress and some development, you know, I know that Jets have a lot of veteran players, but they also have a lot of young players as well. And it's good to see Perfetti score, you know, a goal not on the power play, you know, and uh, as you mentioned, that line, you know, played well, uh, you know, the top line, you know, played well in the third period. They had their struggles in the first two. Um, so, you know, it's just a step along the way. And I know you're we're getting, was it the tough duck, the comment of the day or the hot take of the day? Yeah, it's the tough duck, hardest hitting comment brought to you by our friends at tough duck, work hard, play hard, family run business for over 80 years. And I think you're, you're going to like this comment that we're going to go to. So here we go. The tough duck, hardest hitting comment. As I mentioned, Joe here, I had it, uh, I had it here. I gotta, I gotta find it again. It's, it's from Comet who earlier uh, wanted that Jets jersey, but we're going to give Comet tonight's tough duck, hardest hitting comment. It's not related <laughs> to the game, but I really like this comment. I'll read it out loud here. Scooch, who of course is Joe's nickname, launched the careers for a lot of well-known broadcasters. Joe's humility to permit the loose leash and let the on-air talent to shine over him classy. I really like that. Uh, I certainly like a lot of people. Uh, around my age grew up watching you on on CKND and mm -hmm. global and then you know over the years when you were still living in Winnipeg we got to know you uh so I love that comment from from Comet I I could have given it you know I could have given the comment to somebody who actually commented about the game but Comet <laughs> has been really good so far so Comet send me an email Ezra at a legal curve I think Comet might have actually won last year a tough duck too but uh Comet send me an email Ezra at illegalcurve.com uh, with your mailing info, mailing address info, and Tough Duck will ship out a uh, toque to you directly. Like, I got to say, Joe, like back in the day when we were on TSN radio, you know, we got to do some giveaways, but this Tough Duck hardest hitting comment toque giveaway is the best because especially now that it's, you know, snowing and cold in Winnipeg, mm -hmm. um, you know, it gives me a lot of pleasure to give away uh, toques <laughs> every game because people need those, right? Like you can never, you lived in Winnipeg for a really long time. You know that, I mean, you got to have at least you know, five toques at all times in your house <laughs> during a Winnipeg winter. They seem to vanish somehow, you know. <laughs> you may have to wear more than one toque on some of those days. I, oh, yes. I, I have to say I miss a lot of things about Winnipeg. I do not miss minus 40. I, I do not miss minus yeah, 40. I, I, I can't blame you. I mean, I think there's a reason why, you know, this time every year people start, you know, deciding how much money do I want to spend to go somewhere hot? Like, you know, <laughs> am I going to go, I mean, I, am I going to do Mexico this year? Am I going to do California? Yeah. Uh, I agree with you on that one. I think they, they still get winter there, there though in Toronto. I know, I know it, it still go, it gets to like, you know, minus 15, minus 20, right? All right. So let's see if I can win a, a, a two here. So my tough duck comment of the day would be, I did not understand why after the Dylan goal, right? When the, the momentum that was now in the Jets' favor, why did they put on the fourth line, right? And that was immediately when Kaspari uh, took the penalty. Sure. And they, which killed some momentum that they had built up. I was kind of confused as to why, you know, Scott O'Neill would play the fourth line at that point. I thought you would come back with your top line or with the Ehlers and the Mestikoff line. And, and, you know, and keep that pressure on, not not sort of put the fourth line on just to defend what you're down a goal. 
you need to score another goal to tie. So that was that was my only uh, kind of like in that third period, like what is what are you guys doing? Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. I, I think, you know, that is a momentum killer, right? Like, especially when it comes that I, f- I forget exactly I'd have to pull it up. But, you know, it came, I think it was, the, the, like you said, the next shift. So it was like 10 seconds, 20 seconds after Brendan Dillon cut the, the stars lead to one goal. So yeah, I mean, I think, you know, the fourth line was good. I mean, we talked about the, uh, I believe we talked about the, the shorthanded chance that Nemestic was it Nemestnikov? Baron and Nemesnikov on the yeah, on the, they, the were the, they did have a chance on that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, I think Morgan Baron, uh, I, I think quietly had a really strong game, and and I mean, you know, we've certainly talked about it on on previous post game shows when Gabe Velarde comes into the lineup, which we expect to be in the next you know two or three weeks. Uh, it's probably going to be David Gustafson who's the odd man out on the fourth line, and it's unfortunate uh, because he scored a couple goals. And he's looked really good. He can kill penalties. You know, he's playing wing, but he can play center. But I agree, Joe. I mean, that was, you know, in that situation, you expect either the Ehlers line or the Shifley line to come out. And they decided to go with the fourth line and it ended up, you know, biting them. Yeah. 20 seconds later. Yeah. So there you go. I mean, yeah. uh, and obviously, you know, Dallas doesn't score in the power play, but it did kill some momentum. And and that was with, you know, nine or 10 minutes left in the game. Right. So, um, yeah, I mean. You like to see how much Scott Arneal and Rick Bonus have been using the fourth line this year, but sometimes you, you you it's a situation where you might be overthinking it a little bit. And I know that the Jets were struggling um, when it come came to faceoffs. Like I think, oh yeah, they were. You know, it was around seventy really percent. Yeah, and and Matt Duchesne is a really good faceoff guy. Uh, Radic Faxa is a really good faceoff guy. I think he was around like eighty percent or something tonight. So I mean, maybe that had something to do with it. I mean, Lowry obviously you know, is the Jets' best face-off guy. But yeah, I'm, I'm not sure if I have an answer why the fourth line went out uh, after the Brendan Neal, Dillon goal. Maybe that was just because they hadn't been out there for a little bit. But uh, yeah, I mean, look at, I mean, sometimes you just have to say the Jets came close, but not close enough. Um, and, you know, I go back to that Shifley chance off of a face-off with about five minutes left, where it was a great wrist shot, quick release, uh, and, and Scott Wedgwood just made the save. So again, you got to tip your hat to the Stars and also Wedgwood who, you know, he, he played well enough to give the Stars a chance to, to win. And, you know, like you said, I mean, it would be nice if you could have goals from, you know, the, the Lowry, Niederreiter, Appleton line every night. But that line, um, you know, was just okay. I think possession-wise, uh, they were the Jets' best line at even strength, maybe the yeah. second. They, they got better as the game went along, as did sure. a lot of them. Sure. And, and again, like, not every single game, like, I think when you look at the, the the previous two games, I think you'd agree against St. Louis and Nashville. I mean, the Jets just, I mean, they dominated. I mean, it was it was a more talented team, uh, a better skating team at even strength. And obviously, you know, they've got power play goals in the last couple of games, but, you know, they weren't able to, the power play to me looked uh, kind of similar to the way it was looking earlier in the season. Like yeah. the first, you know, let's say seven, eight, nine games, uh, there was just not enough shots, not enough movement. It kind of looked a little bit slower. So I think that, uh, you know, that, that would have been nice if the Jets could have cashed in on one of their power play opportunities. But again, I think you 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 have to give the Stars credit. They played a really good game tonight. Yeah. Well, tonight. the Stars, like the Jets play a more passive uh, penalty kill, right? And the Stars are a more aggressive team on the penalty kill, right? And they, you know, they would go after the player on the Jets who had the puck. And in, in the past... 
that's how you used to beat the Jets power play. It was attack the guy with the puck because he's going to make a mistake with, it, you know. And I think the Dallas was definitely the more aggressive team. Uh, I thought today when they were killing penalties than the Jets were. And not that that was the reason Dallas got a power play goal. I think that was just a, you know, an unfortunate break and a, and a smart play by, by Dallas, you know, sure. making the pass from behind the net to another player out in front who, went, who goes behind the net and passes to another player in front and bang. So. Yeah, absolutely. And and we should mention, if I'm not sure if we mentioned this earlier, we mentioned that the Stars are uh, a top five team when it comes to allowing goals. I think it was fourth in the NHL uh, in terms of goals against, but also the part, the Stars' PK was ranked first and, and still is first because, of course, they yeah. were 100% tonight, today. So, I mean, look, at the Stars are a good defensive team. Uh, the power play, I mean, has not been good. I mean, it'll help that they got a goal today. But, uh, you know, if if their power play can even be, you know, middle of the pack, I mean, that's going to make them a, a more dangerous team. So, you know, we were disagreeing a little bit on, uh, you know, the top teams in the in the West. But I think we do agree that at the very least, the Stars are probably, you know, a top two team in the Central Division, right? With Colorado uh, either being one or two, uh, depending on how high you are on the, on the Stars. And I, I really do like the Stars. I mean... I, I don't know if you know this, but a lot of people that watch the show know I'm a big Devils fan. So it's not like I have skin in the game when it comes to the <laughs> Dallas Stars. I'm just giving them a lot of credit. I think, you know, Jim Neal has, has built a really good team in Dallas. I think Pete DeBoer is a really good coach. I mean, he there's a reason why Pete DeBoer doesn't remain unemployed uh, for a long time. He did a good job back in the day with the Devils and and the Sharks. Uh, and now he's doing, and Vegas, we should mention as well. And now he's got this Stars team, you know, humming, humming along pretty well. Uh, uh, 9-3-1 now are the Dallas Stars. Um, I think 9-3-1. They've got uh, 19 points. So if that math adds up, Joe, they're, uh, they're <laughs> yes. their first first place in the Central. That's it what matters. Does. It does. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're going to wrap up uh, today's show. The Bombers are, I believe it's 3-0. The, the Lions got a field goal. So the, the Bombers-Lions CFL West Division final is underway. It's early. It's in the first quarter. But BC has got on the board first. They're up three nothing. I don't think anybody's too worried about that. But and the Bombers uh, are going to be first and goal from about the eight yard line. There you go. I don't have. Uh, I'm in my basement here in, in River Heights, Joe, and I don't have my TV uh, in this room. It's in the other room. But uh, I'm definitely going to be watching that game. So I appreciate that. We appreciate that update. Everybody who's watching the post game show, and we want to thank everyone for joining us uh, on today's post game show. Most importantly, Joe, you're a good friend of ours. You know, we've had you on the show many times. Uh, hopefully you'll come on the Saturday morning show with us sometime in the near future. But thank you so much for filling in for Drew and Dave, who are obviously slacking. So we're picking up the slack for those guys while they gallivant uh, around town. So before we head out, want to give a big thanks uh, to our sponsors of the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. They make this show possible. Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club, Dr. Les Rikus and the Linden Market Dental Center, Grid Park, Tough Duck, you saw the hardest hitting comment. We gave it to Comet, who had had the great show. Pardon me, great comment uh, about Joe Pascucci, Boston Pizza, Rolly's Transfer, Seagram's, the Rink Guys, and I'm not sure if you saw this recently, Joe. Got to give a huge shout out to Farmery Brewery. I'm not sure if that's available in Ontario. We recently came out with the Illegal Curve branded Farmery Light beer. It's available in Winnipeg at Two Donald. You can also order it online. 
Um, so I, I don't think it's available in Ontario. In fact, I know it's not, but yeah. we may be able to ship some to you. Well, I was hoping that the compensation for my appearance today was going to be a six pack. <laughs> no, so we can do better than that, Joe. We can give you a whole two for uh, a six pack. Isn't going to cut it. It's it's a well, long winter. It's harder to ship, right? Sure. It's harder to get into the mailbox. Sure. We'll, we'll hook you up. Uh, but yeah, also have to give out, I wanted to get that in there. Farm Rebrewery. Uh, it's been about a week since the illegal curve farmery light beer has been in stores, as I mentioned, uh, a two Donald. Um, if you're not quite sure where that is, that's very close to uh, confusion corner. Uh, so head down to their farmery retail outlet and you can pick up some illegal curve beer. It's only going to be available, um, in for uh, a few months, I believe. Not sure exactly. I mean, if they sell out of it, that's a good thing for us. Uh, but we have to give a shout out to Farmery Brewery. And as I mentioned, thank you so much, Joe, for joining us uh, today on the Illegal Curve post-game show. Thanks for everybody for watching. I know a lot of people uh, might have logged out there to uh, catch the Bombers Lions. The Lions, of course, as we mentioned, are up 3 nothing right now. Uh, uh, it could be... No, it's about to be 7-3 for the Bombers. Okay, there you go. So who got the touchdown? <laughs> the live update. <laughs> okay, who got the touchdown for the Bombers? Was I think it, it was Brady. I think it was Brady. Oh, right Brady. on. Or yeah. should we be call, calling him Just Mr. MOP Joe? Oh, yes. He should have been. He should be the MOP because he has been the most consistent CFL player this season. I know Chad Kelly was great and has been great. He wasn't great today, obviously, but. Once they clinch first place, the Argos, and they stop playing him a lot, I think that ruined his season. You sure. Know, I think he, I think he lost a, a little bit of his edge, and sure. uh, today he was just really god awful. Well, and and I'm obviously biased, but I I think you know you will appreciate this. Uh, you know the the fact that you know it was the first time that you had a Canadian with a thousand receiving yards and a Canadian with a thousand rushing yards. The the fact that that was the first time it's happened for two Canadians, but they're also both Manitoban. So I think that's pretty awesome that, you know, for the first time in CFL history, you know, it was two Manitobans and Nick Dembski and, and Brady Oliveira. So regardless of Brady Oliveira wins the MOP, which I think we both agree he should, um, you know, he's having a good start to this game and he's probably going to get himself uh, in that end zone again today. A quick comment. Cause I know you're rushing. Uh, I would almost prefer Brady not to win it because there is a long history of CFL MOPs winning who lose the Grey Cup game. <laughs> okay. Okay. Fair enough. Like yeah. Okay. 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 I I'm with you. I would rather have the Grey Cup than the MOP. I mean, in an yeah. ideal world, Brady wins the MOP and the Bombers win the Grey Cup, but I'll give that to you, Joe. I mean, I don't want to, I, you know, I think most Bomber fans will take the championship over the, uh, the MOP. So, I think at the at the very least he's a finalist, right? So oh, I think I think he'll take that. So big thanks to legendary Winnipeg sports broadcaster Joe Pascucci for joining us. Follow Joe Pascucci on X slash Twitter if you're not, uh, because Joe always brings the best Winnipeg Jets and Winnipeg Blue Bombers history highlights. So big thanks to Joe and big thanks to everybody for listening and watching. Uh, listening because that would be on, on the podcast later, but watching because this obviously was Super Saturday with the Jets game in the afternoon and then the Bombers-Lions -Lion, CFL West Division final that's going on right now. So thanks everybody for watching and we will see you again Tuesday. The Jets play the New Jersey Devils at home. The five-game homestand continues. So we'll see everybody Tuesday night. Thanks so much for watching. The Illegal Curve Postgame Show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, 
Follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, illegalcurve.com.